Chapter Five of the Romantic by May Sinclair. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Five. Feeding time and milking time were done. In his jutting room over the door place, John was washing and dressing for Sunday evening. He called out to her through his window, "Go up to our seat and wait for me there." he had come back again suddenly that morning a day before they had expected him charlotte came out of the hot field into the cool room of the beech ring she sniffed up the clean sharp smell of sap from the rough seat that she and john had put up there sawing and hacking and hammering all sunday afternoon every evening when the farm work was done they would sit there together inside the round screen of the beeches the farm people wouldn't disturb them not even mr burton now looking in smiling the fat benevolent smile that blessed them and going away the very calves were so well used to them that they had left off pushing their noses through the tree trunks and staring john's window faced her where she sat she could see his head passing and passing across the black window space to her sharp waiting soul barrow farm took on a sudden poignant and foreign beauty the house was yellow where the rain had soaked it gold yellow like a sun-struck southern house under the black plume of the firs a yellow that made the skies blue solid and thick the grass bright green after the rain stretched with the tight smoothness of velvet over the slopes and ridges of the field a stripe of darker green where their feet had trodden down the blades led straight as a sheep's track from the garden gate to the opening of the ring to think that she had dreamed bad dreams in a place like this there must be something wrong about me anyhow to dream bad dreams about john john was coming up the field walking slowly his hands thrust in his pockets his eyes fixed steadily on a point in front of him that his mind didn't see drawn back in some intense contemplation he strolled into the ring so slowly that she had time to note the meditative gestures of his shoulders and chin he stood beside her very straight and tall not speaking still hiding his hands in his pockets keeping up to the last minute his pose of indestructible tranquillity he was so close that she could hear his breathing and feel his coat brushing her shoulder he seated himself slowly without a break in the silence of his meditation she knew that something wonderful and beautiful was going to happen it had happened it was happening now growing more certain and more real with every minute that she waited for john to say something if nothing changed if this minute that she was living now prolonged itself if it went on forever and ever that would be happiness enough if she could keep still like this forever any movement would be dangerous she was afraid almost to breathe then she remembered of course she would have to tell him she could feel the jerk and throb in john's breathing measuring off the moments of his silence her thoughts came and went when he says he cares for me i shall have to tell him this is going on forever if he cared for me he would have said it before now it doesn't matter he can care or not as he likes nothing can stop my caring then she was aware of her will breaking through her peace going out towards him fastening on his mind to make him care to make him say he cared now this minute she was aware of her hands clenched and unclenched pressing the sharp edge of the seat into their palms as she dragged back her will 
She was quiet now. John was looking at his own loose, clasped hands and smiling. Yes, he said. Yes. Yes. It was as if he had said, This will go on. Nothing more than this can ever happen. But as long as we live, it will go on. She had a sense almost of relief. Charlotte. John. You asked me why I came here. You must have known why. I didn't. I don't. Can't you think? No, John, I've left off thinking. My thinking's never any use. If you did think, you'd know it was you. Me? If it wasn't you just at first, it was your face. There are faces that do things to you, that hurt you when they're not there. Faces of people you don't know in the least. You see them once and they never let you alone till you've seen them again. They draw you after them, back and back. You'd commit any sin just to see them again once. You've got that sort of face. When I saw you the first time, do you remember? You came towards me over the field. You stopped and spoke to me. Supposing I hadn't. It wouldn't have mattered. I'd have followed you just the same. Wherever you'd gone, I'd have gone too. I very nearly turned back then. She remembered. She saw him standing in the road at the turn. I knew I had to see you again, but I waited two days to make sure. Then I came. And when I'd gone, I kept on seeing your face. It made me come back again. And the other day, I tried to get away from you. I didn't mean to come back, but I had to. I can't stand being away from you. And yet, oh well, there it is. I had to tell you. I couldn't if I didn't trust you. You tried to get away from me? You didn't mean to come back? I tell you, I had to. It's no use trying. But you didn't want to come back. That's why I dreamed about you. Did you dream about me? Yes, furiously, three nights running. I dreamed you'd got away, and when I'd found you, a black thing came down and cut you off. I dreamed you'd got away again, and I met you in a foreign village with a lot of foreign women, and you looked at me, and I knew you hated me. You wouldn't know me. You went by without speaking and left me there. My God, you thought I could do that? I dreamed it. You don't think in dreams. You feel. You see things. You see things that don't exist, that never can exist, things you've thought about people. If I thought that about myself, Jeanne, I'd blow my brains out now so that it shouldn't happen. That wasn't the worst dream. The third was the worst. You were in a dreadful, dangerous place. Something awful was happening, and you wanted me, and I couldn't get to you. No, that wasn't the worst dream. I did want you, and you knew it. She thought, he cares. He doesn't want to care, but he does, and he trusts me. I shall have to tell him. There's something, she said, I've got to tell you. He must have known. He must have guessed. He had listened with a gentle, mute attention as you listened to a story about something that you remember, that interests you still, his eyes fixed on his own hands, his clear, beautiful face dreamy and inert. You see, he said, you did trust me. You wouldn't tell me all that if you didn't. Of course I trust you. I told you because you trusted me. I thought, I thought you ought to know. I dare say you did know all the time. No, no, I didn't. I shouldn't have believed it was in you. It isn't in me now. It's gone clean out of me. I shall never want that sort of thing again. I know that. He said it almost irritably. I mean, I shouldn't have thought you could have cared for a brute like that but the brutes women do care for. I suppose I did care, but I don't feel as if I'd cared. 
I don't feel as if it had ever really happened. I can't believe it did. You see, I've forgotten such a lot of it. I couldn't have believed that once, that you could go and do a thing like that and forget about it. You'd have thought you'd remember it as long as you lived. You couldn't live if you remembered. Oh, John, do you think it was as horrible as all that? His face moved, flashed into sudden passion. I think he was as horrible as that. He makes it horrible, inconceivably horrible. But he wasn't. You've told me he was cruel to you, and he lied and funked. It wasn't like him. It wasn't like him to lie and funk. It was my fault. I made the poor thing jumpy. I let him run such whopping risks. The horrible thing is thinking what I made him. He was a liar and a coward, Charlotte, a swine. I tell you, he wasn't. Oh, why are we so beastly hard on each other? Everybody's got their breaking point. I don't lie about the things he lied about. I don't funk the things he funked. But when my time comes, I dare say I shall funk and lie. Charlotte, are you sure you don't care for him? Of course I'm sure. I told you I'd forgotten all about it. This is what I shall remember all my life. Your being here, my being with you. It's the real thing. You wouldn't want to go back? To him? No, to that sort of thing. You mean with just anybody? I mean with somebody you cared about. Could you do without it and go on caring? Yes, if he could. If he could go on, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't, Charlotte, but I would. You know I do care for you. I thought you did. I mean, I thought you were beginning to. That's why I told you what happened, though I knew you'd loathe me. I don't. I'm glad you told me. I'm glad it happened. I mean, I'm glad you worked it off on him. You got it over. You've had your experience. You know all about it. You know how long that sort of thing lasts and how it ends. The baseness, the cruelty of it. I'm like you, Charlotte. I don't want any more of it. When I say I care for you, I mean I want to be with you, to be with you always. I'm not happy when you're not there. I say, I wish you'd leave this place and come away and live with me somewhere where there's my farm my father's going to give me one if i stick to this job we could run it together there are all sorts of jolly things we could do together would you like to live with me charlotte on my farm yes i mean live with me without that yes without that it isn't that i don't care for you it's because i care so awfully so much more than anybody else could i want to go on caring and it's the only way people don't know that they don't know what they're destroying with their blind rushing together, all the delicate, exquisite sensations. Charlotte, I can get all the ecstasy I want by just sitting here and looking at you, hearing your voice touching you like this. His fingertips brushed the bare skin of her arm, even thinking of you. And all that would go, everything would go. But our way, nothing could end it. I can see one thing that would end it, if you found somebody you really cared about. Oh, that. You mean if I... It wouldn't happen. And if it did, what difference would it make? You mean you'd come back? I mean I shouldn't have left you. Still, you'd have gone to her. John, I don't think I could bear it. You wouldn't have to bear it long. It wouldn't last. Why shouldn't it? Because you don't understand, Charlotte. If I know a woman wants me, it makes me loathe her. It wouldn't if you wanted her. That would be worse. I should hate her then if she made me go to her. You don't know. Oh, don't I? You can't if you feel like that about it. You say you feel like that about it yourself. 
that's because i've been through it do you suppose he said i haven't end of chapter five recording by expatriate in bangor maine